We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just let me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome back to Come on Down the Game Show Podcast, because I'm not going to do that thing for any longer. Well, we had a, a healthy 10 more minutes of it. <laughs> wow. I knew exactly what you were going to say. We were mind for 10 minutes. You knew exactly minutes. what I was going to say for 10 minutes. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, welcome to Coming Down the Game Show Podcast. I am John Baker. I am Jonathan Motney. Motney. I knew you were going to say Motney. Dude, I told you we oh, could mind for 10 God, minutes easy. Shit, that's insane. Um, today we've got a doozy for you. I mean, it's a basically doozy. a replica of yesterday, sort of. And by yesterday, I mean last week's episode. You know, it's we're just doing the same stuff all over again. Do you know that it's um, Giving Tuesday? Is that like a fake holiday, like Boxer Day? Yeah, it's like, um, I don't know, it has to do with charity or something. So you spend a shit ton of money mm-hmm. for... Black Friday, mm-hmm. Cyber Monday, mm-hmm. uh, or sorry, small uh, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, right? Cyber Monday, right? And then when day you have of rest for Jesus, day of between. rest, got it. And then for maybe the ten cents that you have, you have left, left after uh-huh. spending all this, you, you give, give it, it away. You just give it away. Yeah. Do you just throw it into the street? Uh, you could. You could throw it into the street. What I like to do is go on top of a tall building and spin in a circle. Uh, oh, just throwing it or like spraying it right uh so that some people can find it maybe pieces of it can hit some of my enemies and wound them so sort of a two birds one stone situation two birds one coin exactly so uh happy giving tuesday to you hope you hopefully you're giving back a lot because frankly you have an excess of stuff Mm -hmm. in your home you should feel bad about it and absolutely you should feel shame Today, we are going to be talking about a, a game show from a different country, mm-hmm. Canada. Yeah. And I'd like to do a special thank you shout out to my mother-in-law for suggesting this. Oh, she really? She said to me, in her words, uh-huh. I have not, nor will I ever listen to your podcast. Wow. But I okay. do want to be slightly supportive. Uh-huh. I saw this Alex Trebek game show i think it would be good for your po- podcast which again i want to re- repeat i will i have never nor will i ever listen to it wow that was really nice of her that was high praise i felt really good after she said that yeah you should so yeah this game we're going to be talking about today is called pitfall mm. pitfall there's falling involved and yeah before we get into it we do have a commercial break Mm-hmm. We got a word from our sponsor. Got to pay those bills. We have a unique ad for today's podcast. Thanks to our sponsor, Trebecca, we're able to give one of our lucky listeners an all-expense-paid weekend getaway to the all-new Trebecca. Trebecca is a little getaway in Upper Manhattan filled with all things Alex Trebek. Walk through the soft 15-foot bristles hanging from the sky at the front gate resembling the iconic Trebek mustache. 
Take a spin on the Pitfall Ride, which is an elevator-like platform that goes down 10 feet and then back up again. Spoiler. Eat at the Trebek-inspired Food Court, which features foods such as Kind Canadian Kale Salad. The Jeopardy Jambalaya. And the Mighty Mustache Mahi Mahi. And the best part of the entire place is the Trebek clones. Hair and skin samples from the late Alice Trebek were used to create over 150... Trebek clones. Everywhere you turn, you're greeted by the friendly smile and kind eyes of an Alex Trebek lookalike. The first person to comment Trebekah on our 11th post on the Come On Down Instagram page will win this magical adventure worth a grand total of $1,940.22. Trebekah, where dreams and Alex Trebek clones come to life. Wow, interesting. Hmm. It's kind of like Tribeca, but... Right, but Tribeca is lower Manhattan. Gotcha. And this is upper Manhattan. <clears throat> upper Manhattan. So sure. like Harlem. I you were you're the New Yorkin. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Gotcha. New Yorkin is correct, right? N- yes, New Yorkin is is New York New Yorkin. <laughs> um. Yeah. So thanks to our sponsors, we've what I mean that just really perfect. Uh, syncing between our sponsor and our podcast subject for the day. Mm-hmm. Really couldn't have gotten luckier if we tried. If we, if we were making it all up ourselves. Yeah. You know? And they came to us. I didn't have to search out Trebekah. Wow. Yeah. That is a crazy coincidence. So yeah, today we are talking about Pitfall, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. And as we also mentioned, it is Canadian. Have you ever heard of anything good and Canadian before? Poutine. Poutine. Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Seth Rogen. Okay. You're just naming people from Canada now? For well, I can't program? think of anything that's good. Um, uh, beaver pelts. <laughs> that was wild. That is, that is good. Um, yeah, there are some things from Canada that are good, despite popular belief, despite yeah. what you've heard. Right. There are some things from Canada that aren't so bad. I've heard people meet Canadians before and come back and say that was basically like meeting a Mongolian, a Mongolian um, fighter. And it's like <laughs> they're basically just raping and pillaging wow. all the time. Uh huh. Um, that like, is one of the main uh, stereotypes of Canadians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everywhere they go too. at Tribeca, I've mm-hmm. heard of Target. Uh, they've gone <laughs> oh, crazy wow. in Targets. I don't know what that it makes is. Sense. That makes sense. Have you been to Canada before? No, my new job that I started earlier this month uh-huh. has I've heard rumblings in the grapevine in the electric electric to technological grapevine sure. that we might be going to Canada. For what? Oh, they do a, a bear yearly, hunt. They do a no beaver pelt hunt. <laughs> okay. They do a yearly trip and everybody gets together because it's a fully remote work from home, so we don't ever get to see each other. So they do one trip a year. Ooh, Canada! What a they. It's cool because they used to, they did the previous two they did were Australia and Bali. So Canada's pretty. And we're up gonna there. Do, yeah, we're doing a basic upgrade uh-huh. um, uh, to Canada. My my last job, similarly, was not a work from home job, but it was a an international job where every other year there was a big conference where everybody got together, and um, so right before I started was like the previous one that that i wasn't there for Mm -hmm. and it was in las vegas and i've been told that at the end so at the end of uh one year they always announce where the next one is going to be 
and they did they had this big thing up on the screen and it was like all right where are we gonna be for 2018 is it paris oh singapore okay sydney okay no next year we're going to orlando okay first of all (laughs) Whoever decided to say those three before exactly. Orlando should be fired, tarred, and kicked out of town. Absolutely. Um, like, should... this is how you do it. Where are we going in 2018? Schenectady? Mm-hmm. Kansas City? <laughs> right. Somewhere in South Dakota? Orlando! And then people are like, hell yeah. Yeah. Those other places sound cold, first of all. Right. Yeah, so I I can relate. Mm. I had a similar experience. Although I will be uh, in Orlando next week. We won't, we won't have a show next week. Warning to everybody. Yeah, sorry. I'll be in Spoiler Orlando. Spoiler alert. When you turn on the radio, 1345 AM, we're, we're not going to be there. We're on the radio? <laughs> is that... That is not what we're doing. No. Okay. So... Pitfalls from Canada, yep. I guess, is the whole point of this story. Right. Not Orlando. Not Orlando. might have confused Yeah, you. sorry. Orlando's not involved in this at all, except no. for I will be there next week instead of here on the couch. So it is slightly involved. It's involved in the future, but not in the present or the, past. the past. Yeah. <clears throat> so Even though you did go there on a work trip I, in yes, the past. Yes. Uh-huh. That's correct. Okay. So Pitfall, it was on air in Canada, syndicated. In September 1981. Mm. And it was... We've had, you know, Goodson and Todman productions in the past. We've talked about sure. them. I would say the uh, the OGs. Yeah, they, the they, they were they were big. Uh, you know, um, we had um, Chuck Barris. He had a production company. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one was produced by Catalina Productions. There's no way... That is real. Catalina Productions. And don't worry about that. It probably won't come up again later in this podcast. <laughs> so Alex Trebek hosted this show. Mm-hmm. And he was looking disco as fuck. That yes. was what I wrote in my notes. Alex Trebek looking disco as fuck is an exact line in my notes. If he had removed the suit tie button up top and put on a silky sort of uh, um, psychedelic print shirt with three buttons open to show his, obviously, I don't know for sure. I can only assume with the context clues that I have, a very hairy chest. Yeah. He would look 100% disco. Right now, he just has the mustache and hair. Yes. He had a poofy little fro. Mm -hmm. He had a bushy old mustache. We're all kind of familiar with his bushy mustache. We've seen it on Jeopardy uh, a few years later. It is a paintbrush. But uh but yeah, I mean he was looking very late 70s early 80s at mm-hmm. this at this point mm-hmm. in time because it was um the early 80s. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. There was a little bit of bleed through of the late 70s into the 80s. Yes. Um although I think that they should that once the new year occurs after a decade is done, they should make everything from the previous decade illegal. All the trends, all the clothing. Okay. So we can get a fresh start every single decade. But what about the cycle? Okay, that's fine. 
but you can do that 10 years you have down to wait the road. A, so, so like right now, it how, makes it illegal for the next 10 years. How like baggy jeans and stuff are coming back in style for some godforsaken reason. Right. And they were big in the 90s. Sure. So we're, we're far enough removed that that's allowed. Correct. So you know how from ages birth to 21, you cannot drink or buy cigarettes? Sure. So that's kind of, we, we take that chunk. Okay. We and then you're allowed back. It. Yeah. It's kind of like a reincarnation. Basically, if you were Buddhist, right, that's how you would interpret this mm -hmm. stylistic cycles. That would kind of suck, though, if you were, if you were, car incarnated, reincarnated. If you were originally okay, incarnated, your, your, your first, first incarnation, your first incarnation is a, a bell-bottom jeans. You, you have to then, wait for them to come back. You were then style. killed. And you're reincarnated again as bell-bottom jeans. <laughs> and you're like, come on. Can, can I you, get... Can I get some Jinkos or something? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. This cycle is killing me. Yeah. So, yeah, 1981, uh, this came into syndication in Canada. And I thought, when you brought this up, when I guess after your mother-in-law brought it up with you, mm -hmm. and I... Did a cursory glance at Pitfall, early 80s. I thought, is this a show based on the Atari game Pitfall? Mm. Was my first thought. Because that was a game that I remember fondly from my youth. In which you could play a guy named Pitfall Harry. And uh, Was that like last name, comma, first name? Or was that first, last name? That was first, last name. His first name Pitfall, last name Harry. Sure. Yeah. And... You are, it's kind of, you're kind of Indiana Jones-ish and you're swinging across pits on ropes. Okay. Uh, making your way through the jungle and stuff like that. Aren't there that. like alligators in the bottom? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I thought this was going to be based on that and I was excited to see some people get eaten by alligators, just fall in some holes. We have not discussed your typical add-ons that became a little bit of a theme at the beginning of this podcast where you wanted sharks. To be at the bottom of right, we've we've missed that for a while. So wait for the make it betters it at the end. Here might be happening in the future. They might be coming back into play. So pitfall. Here's how it actually worked. Not not a uh, video game. Mm -hmm. No sharks or alligators that I saw. Sure. Basically, there were two people, and. In that sense, it's like a lot of other game shows. Very, a, a, a large amount of game shows. There were two people going head to head. And in this first round where they're going head to head, it is basically like a ask the audience, almost like a who wants to be a millionaire, mm -hmm. which we would see 20 years later. Almost like um, the that dating game that we did a few weeks back. Where they were asking the audience for the matches. Oh, right. Okay. Um, but no, this was its own thing. Love Connection is the game I was thinking of. They polled the audience with uh, multiple choice questions with four answers. And those could be like opinion-based things. I've got one as an example. Yes. Okay. Uh, it's important that ladies avoid the no bra fad after what age? 18, 25, 30, or 12. See, the answer should be like 
55 or something like that where they were real uh oh you're saggy. thinking yeah but also this was like the the early 80s this is probably when like bras were coming back into fashion from the 60s and 70s right they were they were killed was the office, opposite of reincarnate just dead died yeah sure <laughs> They were killed off in the 60s and 70s. And then they were reincarnated in the early 80s. It was kind of like Fahrenheit 451. Isn't that where they were burning all of the books? books? They were mm-hmm. burning the bras. Yes. So, yeah. So that would be a question. And the audience would answer. Um, and the contestants, starting with the defending champion, mm-hmm. would give their answer of those four of what they think the audience answered. I'm going to go ahead and put a pin right there because when I watched my episodes, uh-huh. this was very confusing to me because what you just said, you described it perfectly fine. They do a quick description in the intro of the game. Mm-hmm. But when Alex Tabrek, Alex Tabrek, Alex Tabreka <laughs> is asking the questions, he's wording it in a way like he's asking the contestant what they think. Their opinion, not their opinion of what the audience is asking or wanting. Like he's saying, like, what do you think? What do you think the answer is? I guess that's not that crazy. But to me, I was like, I don't understand why he's asking them what what their opinion is. Like he's basically asking it as if whatever the audience answered is correct. Like whatever the audience answered, that means it's the right answer. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's I mean, the audience can be idiots. Which they are because the audience answered 25 for that bra question. Well, right, because like 55 or 60 was not an available option. <laughs> right, but 30 was, so that was like the middle age. So you should have gone, you think they should have gone later? I don't know. I, it's I don't, a weird I, question. I didn't understand the question. It was a confusing question. why I brought it up. It was a confusing question. I don't get it. First of all, it was creepy. Second of all, Alex Trebek has a couple of creepy questions and comments throughout mm. sorry go ahead so yeah sure alex uh you know he was not the uh the stalwart um Strict. straight knowledge Cerebral man based. yeah that we would later see in jeopardy he was trying to have a little fun with this show he was, he was having a little fun with it he was he had a little bit of a disco looseness hey to man him. disco is fuck so the game went where each question would alternate who gave the first guess because you could not guess the same answer as the other person. Dumb. So if the first person says 25, you've got to go with another answer. And if you thought 25 was for sure going to be the answer... You're screwed. Right. But you've now got to go with what you think the... You've got to go with the wrong answer is what <laughs> you got to go with your second guess and hope your gut was wrong. Yeah, sure. One of the so all of these four answers are put up on a little board behind Trebek, behind the contestants. And one of the notes that I made was the lighting on the answer board was so bad. For Okay, explain. So, you know, we didn't have like uh digital technology yet at this point in time. Correct. So there were these four answers and the board was kind of backlit and they were not evenly backlit. Like the second one had the most light behind it. And then like <laughs> the first and the fourth one were really poorly lit. Yeah. It, it just looked like um, 
I don't know, like a middle school project or something I would sure. make where I'm like, yeah, it's good enough. That's fine. First of all, if you had a light it up board like in I your tried. middle school project, A, immediately. Thank you. Uh, they, they did supplement the crappy lighting, which I didn't notice, with little tiny bulbs, uh, white bulbs around it that would flash. Yeah, not great. No. Not great lighting on that board. But um, like I said, each question would alternate who answered first after that. And the goal was to be the first person to get to five correct. Mm -hmm. But the other person, it was like win by two sort of thing. It was like playing uh, 21. Yeah. In in, basketball. In basketball. You you know, if you were the first person to get there, the other person has a chance to respond. Yeah. to, To tie you up and keep the game going. Sure. Or it was like after five minutes, whoever has the most points. And if there was a noise that occurred, he's like, you can win if you hear this noise. Bing, bing, bing. And it was like, if you have the most points at that point, you win. Right. That's the timer. So the goal was to win that, obviously. And if you do, you move on to the pitfall round, which sounds bad. It does. Because a pitfall is a negative thing. Before we move into the pitfall description, yeah. can I give you one more question that I wrote I would down? love to. A woman who regales her new boyfriend with tales of his predecessors is what? A slut. The answers are, the options are, tactless, insecure, nasty, or dumb. Slut. Okay, well, that wasn't one of them. Uh, the answer, audience answer was tactless. Tactless. Which I feel like it would have been different nowadays. Slut. Yeah, people would have just been screaming that from the audience. <laughs> and Trebek's like, please calm right down. Answer. Sorry. This is a democracy. Mm-hmm. Well, is it? It's not in Canada. Um, Don't they have, have some sort of fake democracy? They have a queen. They have, Like, the queen is on their money there. Like, you know, we fought that whole war so the queen wouldn't be on our money. Yeah. They didn't do that. Idiots. They're cool with it. I remember... In high school, barely, we were, you were a year ahead of me in high school. Right. So you were a senior and I was a junior. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I wanted to run for uh, class president. (laughs) Dude, this was the most fun I had in high school. And so I went to somebody and I was like, how do I get my name to be on the list of class president people? Mm -hmm. And they said... Oh, you've got to be in student congress. And I said, well, I'm not in student congress. I just want to be the president. Congress is for the fucking losers. I want to be the president. And they said, oh, only the people in student congress can be on the ballot. And I didn't like that rule. So I said, oh, I'm going to, is there a write-in? And they said, yeah. And I said, I'm going to start a writing campaign. (laughs) Um, And so you helped me make like uh because people oh the reason i wanted to do is because people were putting posters up yeah. around the school right and they were trying to be like funny right and relatable and they were all just really dumb and lame and it they annoyed me for so, instance one of them was i don't think you're ready for this jelly because the beyonce song was that popular was popular at the, at the time. time and it was just somebody holding jordan something holding a jar of jelly right and that was it get get it yeah that was the joke apparently and so I didn't like it. And so I This enraged me. And so I said, I'm gonna go beat you. Right. And so 
we made posters, like including one with me uh, licking the inside of a tub of creamed butter that just said, I don't think you're ready for this creamed butter. <laughs> and... Talk about the sex appeal one. Oh, yeah. There was a girl that was kind of hot that was running that was just like pictures of her looking hot. (laughs) And so um, we made one of me trying to look hot. Yeah. It was on the diving board. On the diving board. You said on my diving board you you had like you were dipping your hand. Oh, yeah. And it said, I I can't sell sex appeal because I'm ugly. (laughs) Um, And so... We went and put all these posters up. We did five, right? Yeah. Four or five. Yeah. I, for some reason, several. it was the only two I remember. There were several. We put all these posters up. And then I went, we had like a field trip or something and came back and they were taking all the posters down or they had taken them down and were continuing to take it. So what happened was in the, so student Congress was a class on your schedule. Right. And so the teacher of student Congress assigned them for their class to go around the school and take down all the posters that we had put up because we put up like five big posters and then we made a bunch of flyers and put them all up. All oh, I remember the, the flyers. Okay. And they assigned for their class to go around and take all my posters down. And so I remember just getting real uh, upset about it and yeah, going to the principal and they said, um, you need uh, permission to put up posters in the school. Mm-hmm. And I said, did all these other people get permission? They said, well, they're the student Congress has permission and they're So I did really didn't like that. This was a fucking fascist authoritarian. That's exactly what it was. System. When you disrupt the system, people don't like it. No. And so we made, um, t-shirts. I forgot about, we this made part. t-shirts that said, uh, you can like, like you can take down my posters, but you can't make me go naked or something like that. No, it was better it was, than that. I don't remember what it was. It was something, but it, it was God, that God was to not save that T-shirt. How did I not save that? That was the gist of it, and like made like a dozen T-shirts and handed them out to our <clears> friends. Yeah. Anyway, I I probably got ten write-in votes. By the way, the hardest I've ever worked on a project in oh, my entire far. high school. First of all, it took <laughs> us the entire weekend. Second of all, we made these shirts with short notice. Your mom stayed up with us until like 1130 or midnight. Yeah, because we were doing iron-ons. Ironing these iron-ons. pictures onto the shirts, which came out damn great. Great shirts. Campaign um, materials, top-notch. Yeah. I, I mean, if it was on the merits of who ran the best campaign, yeah, I would have won hands down. For sure. Um, I, you know, if they didn't take down our posters, if we were able to get the awareness out there instead of third party candidates being removed, silenced from the debate, silenced, not covered on the corporate news channel, which is run by the major political parties of the school. Right. We would have gotten our message out there and we would have won it. You know what they should have done though? They should have left them up because you want to show that it doesn't it doesn't mess with you. You don't care. Right. Who cares? But Good they luck. Did. They were scared. Best of that's exactly what they, they were took scared them down. of what we stood for. Yeah. No more homework. Free pizza in the cafeteria. Yeah, which you can absolutely <laughs> do as a student council president right. in a government high school. And you know what? You what is the student council president in charge of? I'd say like the ten year reunion. Yeah. You know what we didn't have? 
a 10-year reunion. You didn't? No. I think we did. Well, you probably elected a much better leader. Yeah, sounds like it. You know what I would have You know what it would have been at my 10-year reunion? Tell me, preach. Ball pit. <laughs> okay. All you can eat pizza. No homework. No homework at the 10 year? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, dude. You're hired. Thank I, you. You have my vote. Thank you. I did not vote for you at, in high school. What, wait, but, hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you were ineligible too because you were graduating. Here's the thing I did all of this work on mm-hmm. the campaign. Uh huh. Didn't get paid a cent. Hey, Amen. Didn't get paid a cent. Listen, our donors just didn't really come through. Right. So if you want to donate now, my Venmo is. (laughs) Yeah. So there were no write-in votes on the poll of the audience for, (laughs) that's how we got here, by the way. That was how, because we've joked about there being a write-in vote. Okay, I got it. Uh, I I backtracked myself. Man, what a good story. That brings such good memories. Tactless. Yeah tactless do you remember the one kid that had crumpled up our poster and thrown it into the trash can and i went and retrieved it oh yeah yeah that was like i had adrenaline coursing <laughs> through my veins because <laughs> it was like a popular kid whoa he was on the tennis team i think we made fun of his tennis poster or something but yeah i had seen it cr- and these were big posters, large posters so he had to accordion this shit uh-huh. And jam it in there. And I went over there and I did something stupid. Where I was like, yeah, this is mine. This is mine. Thank you. And pulled it out. And I came back and like, you know, some of our friend group was laughing. And I was just like, I could punch a hole through the wall right now. <laughs> I'm feeling it. That's how. I'm feeling it yeah. right now. Yeah. So. And I bet these contestants had adrenaline pumping through the Man, they were well. this. Wow. Tied right back in. Right back in. Yeah. Full circle. So, yeah, they, uh, they get the answers from the audience. They've got to match them. Yada, yada, yada. Yada. But what we didn't mention before we go into the pitfall round mm. is that they're earning along the way pitfall passes. Mm. Don't P- you love a pitfall pass? PPs? They're earning PPs? Uh-huh. A little, a little pit pass. <laughs> so on your first, third, and fifth, I believe, correct answer, okay, you can earn a pitfall pass. Hmm. What does that mean? I don't know. So here's what it means. Before you go into the pitfall round, you get, well, you know, you do the standard, uh, here are the prizes you can win. And so each, this is a very elaborate set. It is very elaborate. Very elaborate set. There are basically a row of eight. It it looks like the, the set of Rent, the musical. Okay, I haven't two, seen that. Two stories. Two stories all the way across. All the way across uh, eight eight doors? Eight doors. and On top and bottom. Top and bottom. And they're each little like elevators. Mm-hmm. All eight of these things across. And the goal is you're on the second floor. You want to get all the way across to the end. Each one you get to, uh, you win like a hundred extra dollars. Mm-hmm. When you get to the fifth one, there's a there's a midway prize basically, and then when you get to the eighth one, you win a vacation prize package valued at twenty five hundo. Dude, twenty five hundo in the eighties, holy crap! Right, and as you're the defending champion, you come back, you win your game again. You can win more Next money. Episode, you keep going, you do it again, and you're banking money all the way through exactly. the first round. Exactly, you're, you're getting the 
money per door that you get to also. Right. That does not have a queen on it. Well, it is Canada. So oh, shoot. That does have queens on it. inevitably have queens. Jeez. So what if it was just like a Freddie Mercury was on, <laughs> on your That body? would make sense. I think I would like that better. But you know, I would respect if, Canada a little bit more. If Freddie Mercury was the face of the Canadian money, I would want the mustache part of his picture mm-hmm. to actually have three 3d bristles that you can kind of like rub <laughs> with your finger think think about what that would do to the exchange rate like canadian dollars oh would gosh. be worth so much they more would... it would be unbelievable <laughs> it would take a team of 40 uh, to make each dollar they'd be so expensive to make the dollar you know it's like a dollar two cents to make not a, a cent or whatever it is it's it... like cost more money to make a penny than a penny's worth or right something. it'd be the same way it would cost you know, four thousand Canadian dollars to make one Canadian dollar. <laughs> <laughs> that would re- wreak havoc on the economy. Yeah, it would. Kind of like the Omicron variant. Yeah, but we don't know much about COVID. it, so we don't really know. It's gonna kill us all. I guess we're gonna die. Yep. So you go to the pitfall round, but first, before you do, mm-hmm. you, again, you get all the prizes laid out, and then you get a little light show. Ooh. Basically, what happens is. Each of the little doors, each of the one through eights, is going to light up. On the bottom row. On the bottom row. And this is telling you where the pitfalls are. Yeah. So the way it happens is the doors light up. And if it lights up once, that means it's safe. Mm. If it lights up more than once, that's a pitfall. Pitfall. So it'll be blinking like... Two, seven, six, five, two, eight. Two. Right. So you know that two is a pitfall yeah. now, et cetera. And so what you're going to do after, you know, hopefully you've earned at least two pit passes probably. Hopefully. Because that's three correct answers in the previous round. And what you're going to do is say, all right, two was a pitfall. Six was a pitfall. Okay, wrong because it only flashed once. Well, the only one that flashed twice in this example was two. So. Right. So, But there's always going to be three pitfalls. Yes. So <clears throat> you have your pit passes, and you're going to say, whatever, two and six. I'm going to use them on. Okay. And because you're confident, those popped up a couple times each. So you go through. You start at one. You've got 100 seconds cool. to answer General trivia questions, open-ended, no multiple choice. So the clock starts, and for each one you get right, you move to the next door. Yes. And you keep, you, you, you miss it, you just get a new question. You pass, you get a new question. <clears throat> if you get to one of the pitfalls, so like two in this example was mm-hmm. a pitfall, you go, pit pass! And you give him your pit pass, and then you move on to three. You just skip two. You're you're good. Right. Um, if you get to one wherein you misidentified it, you don't have a pit pass left. So let's say four was the other pitfall. Mm-hmm. You get to it, and it goes, oh, that's a pitfall. And then it just starts lowering you down to the lower level while the time continues to move, yeah. and he won't read you a question. It's basically an 8 to 10 second penalty. Right. It's about 10 seconds, I think. I tried to time it. It just drops you down slowly over 10 seconds to the platform below, the lower level. Mm-hmm. And then once you get all the way down there, 
he will read a question. And once you get it right, so he you can miss, you can pass. Again, same sort of thing as before, but you're just down there on the bottom level. But once you get it right, the clock stops for some reason. Yeah. And then the elevator lifts you back up and then you move on to the next one. Right. And again, the goal is to get all the way through eight. If you get to five, you get a mini prize. If you get to eight, you get the $2,500 vacation package. And it seems not that hard. At all. A hundred seconds is a lot of time. It's a minute and 40 seconds. All right. Mm -hmm. So also you again with three correct, you've almost certainly got two pit passes. Right. So there's only one pitfall. So there's one 10 second penalty in there basically. And those two, you skip those doors completely. Yeah. So you really only have to answer six questions in a minute and 40 seconds and you can pass. You can miss. Unlimited pass. Like this one guy. Um, who was on the episode that, that you've referenced with the bra question. Yeah. He was terrible. He missed like fucking 10 questions and he still won. <laughs> he still won the $2,500. I mean, every single episode that I watched, somebody won. Right. Multiple times sometimes because yeah. it's two, it's two, per two round contestants. Half hour episode. Yes. Yes. So it was really easy, I felt like. Also, the part where you're identifying where the pitfalls are in advance. Yes. Also easy. It reminded me of those things that you see at the baseball game where they're like, we're going to put this baseball under, under the two hat helmets and, and we're going to switch it. Around. You know what? I take it back. That is harder right. than the pitfall identify identifying round with the lights. Yeah, because it's not the flashing is not that fast. No. It's like it's literally like the speed is like two, six, four, whatever. Like it's not like two, six, four. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's not like the later rounds of Simon Says. It is the early rounds of Simon yes, Says. Yes, it is like a pause. Bom, bom, bom. Pause. It's quite easy to identify where those pitfalls are. So again, you're you've probably got only one pitfall that you have to deal with if you are mildly competent. Yeah. And that's really not going to slow you down because this woman did it with like 30 seconds left easily that I saw. I mean, it's just too easy. It's way too easy. And maybe that was part of the problem. They ran out of money. Maybe that was part of the problem. So Catalina, I told you it might not come back. I was wrong. It's coming back. You lied. Catalina Productions, Mm -hmm. Canadian production company that ran this show. They got their start because um, drug basically, money. yeah, drug money, and there was a big government subsidy for Canadian produced um, television in, airing in Canada. Okay. So basically, and you see this in a lot of countries, even now, even Canada now, uh, Hollywood is so prolific around the world that uh, a lot of countries are kind of trying to resist like American culture becoming their culture. Impossible. Be- because everything that is big and global is produced in Hollywood. Right. Deal with it. In the United States. And exported to all these countries around the world. Like for example, I know France, I think, has recently 
enacted a law in which Netflix or other streaming services have to have a certain percentage of French content on the platform. And that is what happens when you live in a fascist country. Right. So, like, because all that's going to really result in is, like, Netflix removing a bunch of content so that the percentage of French content meets the goal. Ooh, I like that. So it's just going to be a lot less stuff on France, Netflix. Um, Or in Canada, for example, I know, like, with government funding or their public TV shows, like, in... Canada, it's kind of like in England where like the BBC is run by the government or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, PBS here. Isn't everything run by the government? Yeah, basically. But, you know, like P- PBS is run by the government. It's got government funding, so it yeah. doesn't have like regular commercials and stuff like that. Um, in Canada, like Degrassi, mm. for example, like great, you have to have a show. certain percentage of Canadian actors in your shows in order to get the government funding. Okay. Uh, so like Drake, aka Jimmy, from Degrassi, he's Canadian. You know that. Mm-hmm. Like all those actors are Canadian actors. Before on the show. he was such a well-versed actor, he acted standing up and also in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair, he was very because he got shot by Rick after Spinner tarred and feathered him on the Quiz Bowl, which wow. remember we talked about. College Bowl. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they were doing in Degrassi in the episode because Rick was like a, a nerd and Emma, who was Spinner's girlfriend, was also on like the Quiz Bowl team. Okay. And they were, uh, I don't remember why exactly. They were kind of bullying Rick about it. They tarred and feathered him. So aggressive. Uh, it was like, it was not quite like, it was not like a burning hot tar situation. It was like a glue. Oh, like a lukewarm tar. Yeah, exactly. It didn't didn't physically hurt him, but it just embarrassed him. Yeah, and he became a school shooter. And <laughs> I forgot about that part. He became a school shooter. Yeah, and he shot Jimmy, and paralyzed him. Yeah, which I I mean sounds tragic, and it is on paper. But think about as an actor, they're uh-huh. like, you are going to be able to sit down in scenes all day long, right? And you're like, sweet. Yeah. So Aubrey Graham, who played Jimmy mm-hmm. and who also plays Drake, uh, got I to forgot he had a real person name. <laughs> he did. He wasn't just Drake, Drake when he was 14 years old. If you were a famous whatever and you got to the status of one one named famous person, uh-huh. what would it be? Um, Drake. You would also take Drake. I would Drake. go with Drake. Just to see if I could like surpass him. In you, terms, oh my God. In terms of like, you know, fuck you, I'm Drake now. You want to go toe to toe with Drake and right. see if you can. If I can out Drake, Drake. Uh, two decades later, can mm-hmm. build up enough steam and a following for when people say Drake, they think of you. Right. John Baker, not Aubrey Graham. Correct. I mean, good luck with that. That's why I'm naming my son LeBron. <laughs> so he can become the new LeBron. And I'm naming my daughter Beyonce. Holy crap. How come all these black people just have one name? Uh, Prince. Yeah, well, yeah, that's just another black person. Right, sure. Um, Madonna. Okay, yeah. Or, well, I was going to say Lady Gaga. That's just a weird fake That is name. a too fake Pink. Name. Okay, right. Um, Britney. Okay, fair. I'll give it. I'll give it to Brittany, you. It's Britney. Britney bitch is her last name, actually. Christina. Yeah. So 
I'm just naming first names you are, of famous yeah. white. <laughs> you are. You're not even naming people that have one name at this point. <laughs> so Alex Trebek, he was Canadian. Mm. Little known fact. We already said that. He was Canadian. But that's why uh, they were producing this show syndicated in Canada. And the reason that Alex Trebek was doing it is because he was Canadian. At the time, he was also hosting another game show. We talked about he took, hosted a Classic Concentration previously. Yeah. He was also hosting another show in the U.S. at the time. So he kind of had to uh, go back and forth between L.A. and Vancouver where they were shooting this. Right. Um, also, so Catalina Productions, as they were set up, the very first thing that they did was a revival of Let's Make a Deal, which we've talked about before. Because Monty Hall was Canadian. Mm. And so they did a syndicated revival of Let's Make a Deal in Canada with Monty Hall. And then they said, oh, we've got this idea for a new game show, Pitfall. We'll do that as well. So originally Pitfall was concocted about two years earlier. And it was going to be a little more like Hollywood Squares. I think like the... They designed the set around that. Right. The celebrities were going to be moving up and down in the elevators if you like match with them. Ooh, and stuff I like, like that. that. And so they told the celebrities, like, you know, keep your hands and feet inside oh God. the moving vehicle. And one of them like thought it would be funny when they were filming a pilot if, you know, they didn't want to go down in the elevator because that means that, you know, it was a miss. It was mm-hmm. a match or whatever. And so they're like, no. And they grabbed the ledge up top so that they wouldn't go down. But the elevator machine kept keeps going down. Sure. No matter where your uh, fingers are grabbing on outside of the vehicle onto a bar. Uh-huh. And their fingers got crushed. And oh my God. they said, you know, they were going to sue and all this stuff. And so they put the game show on ice uh, for a bit. And his fingers. Yeah. They had to ice the fingers and the game show. And then a couple years later, things had died down. People forget, baby. <laughs> they retooled it. Can you imagine in, in this current time uh, in our culture now? People we don't forget, forget anything. In, you know, bullshit, dude. Well, no. We just don't forget anything that you tweeted when you were 12 years old. Okay, yes, that is correct. But like if present day you say something stupid, baby, just wait 48 hours yeah. and something else. Wait for the news cycle to catch up. So it came back, retooled, no celebrities this time. No. Because these paupers aren't going to sue us. I love how that one guy ruined it for every yeah, celebrity. Yeah, he really. Who could have, they, that was eight celebrity jobs yep. that he ruined. By just not following instructions and grabbing onto poles while an elevator is going I down. I bet it was pretty funny though to hear him scream like yeah! that as he crushes his fingers. So, the uh, let's make a deal and um, Pitfall were on there. Catalina Productions syndicating these bad boys, getting it going. Catalina Productions didn't really know what they were doing that well. I don't know about that. They kind of just were excited about the government cheese. That oh, gover- they paid them in cheese. Yes, exactly. Mm. They were excited about that government money, the subsidies. For doing all this Canadian produced stuff. Sure. That the government was going to give them money for. And they didn't really think about, you know, running a business proper. So what happened was they stopped, uh, you know, paying. So like Monty Hall. Yeah. He wasn't getting his paycheck. His producer. Did they run out of money? His paycheck. And so they said, hey, uh, we need our money. Said, yeah, yeah, we'll get you the money. We'll get you the money. And then they said, all right, well, on account of you haven't got us the money, we're going to sue you. Okay. 
And so they they sued Catalina Productions. And so Catalina Productions said, uh, bankruptcy. Can't get our money. They declared it. Um, and so then what happened was Alex Trebek never got paid a cent. Whoa. For Pitfall. He had a contract for uh, $49,000 for hosting the show for the first season. They wrote him a check for $49,000. Okay. One single check for $49,000. Sure. And when he went to the bank, it did not work. So... What if they just didn't understand how money worked? (laughs) And they they, thought you could just write checks for whatever you want. They thought Freddie Mercury was involved. Um, (laughs) And so Alex Trebek took this $49,000 bounced check and framed it and hung it up on his wall forever. That's awesome. So he he described it as one of the great tragedies of my life. Jeez. Imagine how great your life is if this is one of the great tragedies of it. Just yeah. A, of, of I'm a famous person that could have had 49000 more dollars. Yeah. That's one of the great tragedies of your life. He said it's the only time he's never been paid for work that he's done. Um, I imagine. And also I think time... he said the great tragedy thing before he was diagnosed with cancer. So. Right. But I mean, I imagine it would still be one of the great tragedies. And also, the only I imagine you the 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 onus is on you if you have not been paid for work more than one time. That's your fool me once, shame on you. Absolutely, fool me twice, the anus is on me. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that is how it goes. Yeah. So he did not get paid, and most unfortunately, oh no. The people that won all the prizes. Oh, they didn't get it either? They didn't get their prizes. Oh my gosh. They didn't get their prizes. They didn't get all those $2,500 vacations. Also, (sighs) probably the reason they went bankrupt is because it was so fucking easy. Everybody was winning every goddamn episode. For sure. I could see them running out of money after the third episode and being like, well, start writing fake checks. Yeah. We really miscalculated. It's like um, on 30 Rock, there is an episode where Kenneth the Page comes up with a game show called The yeah. Gold Case. Yeah. And it's like, let's make a deal, but one of the cases is filled with gold. Right. And uh, the models are all <laughs> shaking with the weight of the golden case. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the game show fails because everybody's easily able to identify it based yep. on whichever one the model is struggling to hold. Yep. That's what this game show seemed like to me. Correct. This is the real golden case of... This is the golden Gold case, case of, of game rea- shows. Of reality. Of re- of, yeah. Of real life. This was it. Everybody was winning. They couldn't pay anybody. <laughs> yeah. So I felt like that was kind of a bummer. Like if you were on that show. And well, honestly, it wouldn't be that big. Because if you were on that show and you would, you'd be like, that seemed easy. <laughs> that was so easy. It's like when I won the coloring contest for Disney on Ice Ticket. <laughs> By the way. It was Thanksgiving. We have an update? It, yes. It yes. was just Thanksgiving. And I I said, hey, mom, you remember when we went to Disney on Ice? Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, yeah, you won that uh, coloring contest. And I go, did I? And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, did I actually win a coloring contest for tickets to Disney on Ice? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, so this wasn't a thing where... You just bought tickets and said that I want. She's like, no, no, no. You actually. She goes, I don't. I mean, they probably just drew it from a hat. But oh, geez, <laughs> right. 
what a roller coaster ride. I'm like, I, know, I won right? and she oh, was I like, did win. She was like, I mean, not me. on the merits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand a coloring contest though. But I actually did win the coloring contest. So do you just judge the contest by two criteria? Did you use colors that make sense? And, and were they, they inside the lines? the lines? Probably. Okay. Or, I mean, it was probably just kind of drawn at random. Yeah. Or they gave it to anybody that submitted it. Super lucky. Or dude. however many tickets were available. That's why it's not a contest anymore. They gave it to every single person that submitted it and ran out of money. Exactly. But I will be going to Disney on Ice uh, next week um, at uh, the baseball stadium. The old one or the new one? The old uh, one that's outdoors. Yeah, exactly. They're, <laughs> they're just hoping. Yeah. They're hoping for ice. Otherwise, they'll just be in the infield doing slides, Legit. sliding into second Cinderella. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was the update. I did actually, this is not a lie from my parents, like many other things in my youth. Right. They didn't lie to me. Maybe Disney did. Right. But my parents did not. So okay. thank you, mom and dad. Good update. Yeah, so people didn't get their prizes. I think that sucks. Like Alex Trebek, he doesn't need an extra forty nine thousand dollars. Yeah, those people needed that vacation to Lake Tahoe or they whatever. Did. Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, Europe was one of them. Yeah, they deserved that. I want to go to Italy. I don't know if I'd say deserved, but they earned they it. Won it. They, they won it. They won it fair and square. All right. And I think it's unfair. And Billie Jean, or Billie June, who Alex kept calling Billie Jean, <laughs> she earned it for that yeah. alone. But um, it was just a, a real mess of a game show from start to finish. Mm. Uh, and the, all the behind-the-scenes stuff was the messiest of all. What did you think of this show? Um, I'm going to go through a couple likes and dislikes. Yeah. One of my likes was Alex Trebek as being a naughty boy. <laughs> he was he was making some quips. He was making some quips. He was being a naughty boy. I said the insurance might have been a nightmare there. Because he said, "Oh, he did say something about twenty five year old girl. Twenty five year old girls. Mm -hmm. That was the what question I was something like, "What does a woman look for in a man, or what is a woman like in a man?" And it was like sexy, whatever. Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And he was like, "Yeah, I understand. That's what the audience said, but for me, I'd probably want a twenty five year old woman." Yeah. And no, no audience interaction. It was not really like, laughter or anything. No, like, I'm just saying that's what I like. So that is the line that I wrote down. He's being a naughty boy. Uh -huh. um, I hate that the fate of your success or demise is in the hands of an audience. Sure, you there. There's a bunch of idiots, and you have to. It's like that. Not even idiots. It's just like I don't know to these apples, people. That bullshit game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I you, let tell the people how you feel about apples to apples. It's bullshit game. And it's bullshit game. It's bullshit game. <laughs> the goal is to appease a group of idiots that you're playing with. And you usually play with your friends. And they're all fucking morons. Okay. Right. And so that's also why you don't like the raunchier the, version. Yeah. What, what's that game called? Bananas to bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't remember what it's called. Uh, Cards Against Humanity. Yes. Yeah. Also fucking dumb. Uh, anyway. Okay. Um defense is spelled d-e-f-e-n-c-e -E. yeah that's the canada england way to spell it great go fuck yourself um you should be able to guess the same thing but then how would anybody ever win if you just keep guessing the same thing as the other person you don't have to always keep guessing the same thing but <laughs> okay i you mean disagree okay i do see your point there yeah it could be it would slow down the game too much maybe 
I guess. Yeah, because you'd have to win five. Right. Sure. Okay. Whatever. Uh, that fucking piercing beep when a contestant gives their answer was horrible. <laughs> um, all the questions were way too easy. And then I didn't like this because I myself was a little confused by the how the game worked. Trebek says, he gives his whole spiel on how the game works. And he right. goes, sounds simple. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is. Well, I mean, sure, yes, now that we've talked it out. But still, right. like, wh- how is that appealing Sound to an audience? simple? It's, it's not, not. You're going to be confused as hell. You're so confused. <laughs> you're probably going to get your fingers crushed, to be honest with you. Sounds simple. Go fuck yourself. We tried really hard, okay? We made this complicated for a reason, and here's why. We have no money to pay the contestants. We're we, hoping nobody wins. Listen, one of the producers on this was Otis, the elevator guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just jump into my Make It Betters. Sure. Remove the annoying buzzer noise. So yeah, that thing you just hated about. it. Uh huh. Faster pitfall drop. Okay. I want to see these people's knees buckle. Yeah. Okay. And they can guess the same answer, which I guess I'll mark off now that we've talked through it. All right. So I want the pitfalls to be like the Tower of Terror at Disney World. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm on board for that. And I want it to be like. Um, You've got to answer the question while you're still just Tower of oh Terror. Oh, my God. Wait, so is it going up and down and up and down? Oh, yeah. Up and Jesus. down. Up and, it's crazy. There's a big fall. like, And also, it's weird. So there's the pitfall. Mm-hmm. So you go down. And then he asks the question. And then you get it right. And then the clock stops. And you get to come back up. Like It felt to me like the pitfall was useless. Um, Except, like you could have just been like, well, then what do they do? The 10 second penalty? I guess they could just knock 10, 10 seconds right? off the like, clock. It just felt to me like they were like, oh, what if we got elevators and like people are going down? And that was the idea. And then they're like, but why? And they had to just really shoehorn something in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, it just feels weird that it's basically just a 10 second penalty that, like, if you actually like, boom, fell or something like that. Yeah. And then you had to, once you get the right, you've got to scramble back up a ladder to get back up there or Ooh, something like that. like the shoots and ladders. Yeah, like something like that makes it seem like the pitfall is more relevant to the game instead of just an elevator goes down for 10 seconds and you lose that 10 seconds, but then the clock stops and you get to go back up and you're right back where you were with you having really done nothing other than answer a question, which is the whole goal of every other aspect of this. Also, I never saw a pitfall on level one. Did you ever see like someone start one? off with a pitfall? No. I didn't watch a ton of episodes. Bullshit. There aren't a ton of episodes because the company went bankrupt. Right. But Thanks no, to I YouTube. also didn't see that. So, yeah, I, sharks would be fine, I guess. But I I just think making it more like, what was the um, mental samurai? Remember where they're right. getting spun around? It almost seemed like I, I I need some like my criticism of that was I needed it to be more crazy. I think this needs to, the pitfalls need to be much more crazy and have a bigger impact on what you're doing. Also, I don't know, a hundred seconds was just way too fucking long because everybody was able to do it. It was so easy, and even with questions being like about the characters on Dallas or shit like that. Even with those, I felt like I I could confidently have gotten my way through there 
even though there were pop culture questions from five years before I was born as a big part of it. Yeah. Like it, it didn't seem like much of a challenge to me. There weren't enough pitfalls. Agreed. If you know what I'm saying. Agreed. And I mean that metaphorically and not logistically because yeah. there were enough pitfalls. There were too many. It was enough. So you're not saying you that. wanted to see 20 no. levels and no. 10 of them were pitfalls. No. And you I... still had 100 seconds. <laughs> right. No, now you have three seconds <laughs> to do all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt like I needed the pitfalls to be a, have a bigger impact on you, be more interesting than just an elevator. It at the time, like they, I'm sure it was like, whoa, this is fucking crazy. This is a so super elaborate set. But that's all it was. It was just like, and what about that? Right. We did it. Okay. Cool. It was like cherries wild the biggest slot machine in the world in the for no world. reason yeah so what i don't waste. know i i give it a uh a one and a half buzzers holy shit that's low hey listen when you're not great at being this a is the show, lowest you've ever given when you're buzzer. not this show is the one you choose when you're not great at being a game show and you stiff my boy trebek you're going to get dinged. I give but it you're two. giving Trebek. Trebek is a part of the show. You're giving a Trebek show one and a half stars. I'd that give, doesn't bump it up at least one buzzer. I'd give it two. You just said stars also, not buzzers. Buzzers. <laughs> I'd give it two buzzers if they fucking paid the people their prizes okay. and they paid that man his money. Mm. Okay. So, But you gave it one and a half. Right. Because they didn't do those things. Okay. So the producers, paying... the producers are losing buzzers here. Okay. The producers are the ones who make the money off of this, and the producers are the ones who get this real review from the Siskel and Ebert game shows here. Mm. And you know what? If we give you a bad buzzer rating, people aren't going to watch your show. Yeah. And I don't want to be the one that gets eaten by a tiger. Especially when the show is 30 years old and you can't watch it anyway. Except for YouTube. I mean, I was going to give this show four buzzers. Four? But then... Talking through it all, uh, I'm going to give it three buzzers. Three buzzers. Because my boy, Alex Trebek. He elevates anything he touches. He does. He What's Let's the reverse of a pitfall? It. A pit he's, bounce? He's he's a pit rise. Pit rise, yeah. yeah. He's a pit rise, he's I agree. He's a pit boner. He's a pit rise. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You didn't like the other? No. Okay. Um, so I, I give it three buzzers. Good job, Trebek. I liked seeing your naughty side. I liked it. You I like seeing you joke about fucking 25-year-old girls <laughs> as a joke. clearly grown yeah. man. Yeah, the only joke about it was that that's way too old for the for who he's actually. No, working. that's way too old for the bra-less. That's true. That's true. The no, the no bra fad. Yeah, which was strange. Yeah, so I don't know. Kind of a weird show. Mm. Kind of an interesting backstory to... Um, a show just not giving people their prices. Yeah. Not giving the host his salary. I love it. Um, and and yeah, it's kind of an interesting little piece of game show history. It is. So thanks. Mother-in-law. Your mother-in-law. Yeah. For the suggestion. Is she Canadian or something? What's... She is uh, the nicest person I've ever met. So, so in that she way, might have some Canadian in her. Yeah. Maybe some Canadian in her. I bet you Alex Trebek would like to put some Canadian in her. And you better cut that out. What? Because what if this is the one one episode <laughs> she listens to? What if she's got a thing for Trebek? She'd probably be flattered. Maybe. 
All right. We'll see you there, Mrs. Robinson. It was that hey, name. Mrs. Robinson. Trebek loves you more than you will know. Whoa, whoa, whoa.